Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Let's get this show on the road. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Friday. It is game day for the Columbus Lions. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key, out of Noonan, Georgia. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. We have got a great show for you today. The Golden State Warriors are NBA champions. Atlanta has been chosen to be one of the sites to host World Cup games in 2026. And the Columbus Lions are taking on the Jacksonville Sharks tonight at the Columbus Civic Center. All right, so I'm going to have Rob Frazier on the show, so you don't want to miss it. Episode 398. Episode 398. This is a big one. So Rob Frazier is going to be on the show. We are going to talk about the NBA Finals, so you don't want to miss it. Before I get into the show, the Braves had a day off yesterday. They currently have a 14-game winning streak, and they're getting ready to take on the Chicago Cubs for a three-game series. And then, oh boy, they play the San Francisco Giants for a four-game series next week on Monday at Truett's Park. So it's the San Francisco Giants taking on the Atlanta Braves. And many of you know I have ties to both teams. All right, so I have a very busy show next week. As this is episode 398, as I'm strolling into the week next week, Monday's episode is going to be a recap of the weekend. On Tuesday, I'm going to have Angela Daniels Culliver. She is the co-owner of the Georgia Vipers of the Professional Basketball Association out of Columbus, Georgia. And she's also the co-owner of the Lady Venom. She is going to be a guest on the show on Tuesday and then... Episode 401, I'm going to have former Georgia safety member of the 1980 National Championship team, played in the NFL for three seasons, including in the Super Bowl in 1987, DJ Jones, Columbus's own Sports Visions host. He has been a staple and a legacy here in the Chattahoochee Valley for many years. He was also part of the game day broadcast for the Georgia Bulldogs. And he currently hosts a show called Sports Visions. And I'm excited to have him on the show on Wednesday. I can't wait for that. We're going to talk about that Isaiah Crowell football camp. Going to talk about him being on the board for the first ever class for the Georgia High School Sports Hall of Fame. They have about 100 nominees and they're going to get about 30 people inducted into the Hall of Fame, including Jarvis Jones, who played at Carver and played for a state title for legendary head coach Del McGee back in 2007. And current Columbus Lions wide receiver DB Jarman Fortson was on that championship team. In fact, he had a touchdown run against Cairo. I'm excited about tonight. We will have a game 
the Columbus Lions 3-3 on the season, taking on the Jacksonville Sharks, who are 4-4. And Jared Dillard and myself will have the call on CTV Beam. So come on out to the Columbus Civic Center. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great night. We also have the Columbus Chattahoots in action for a two-game series at Historic Golden Park as they will take on the Waleska Wild Things. The Columbus Chattahoots are riding a two-game win streak going into this game against Waleska as they were able to get two impressive victories on the road against the Gwinnett Astros. All right, Bay Area, where you at? The Golden State Warriors are 2022 NBA champions, and this really means a lot to me. I am a Golden State Warriors fan, grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, watched the Warriors with Chris Mullen, Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond, later in high school with Latrell Sprewell, Chris Weber. Then it all went down south when one incident that gets made fun of, like all the time, especially on Chappelle's show, Latrell Sprewell choking his coach, P.J. Carlissimo, back in 1997. Yes, 25 years ago when I graduated high school, that was also the year that, that uh, Biggie got shot. So, 1997, that was a very historic year, 25 years ago. Sprewell chokes his coach, and the Warriors go on a downfall. I mean, they were bad. They were bad for years. I thought maybe players like Jason Richardson, Antoine Jameson, or Gilbert Arenas would save the franchise. It wasn't until Baron Davis came on the scene. In 2007, with the We Believe Warriors, and they upset the Dallas Mavericks, in one of the greatest upsets in NBA playoff history. Now, I'm the first to admit that I jumped the Keens bandwagon when my family moved to the Sacramento area in 1997. So right after high school, I went to Sacramento, lived in Sacramento from 1997 to 2005. Yes, I admit, those were the golden years for the Sacramento Keens, the greatest show on court. So I rooted for them because they were the local team. But I stayed true and faithful to the Warriors. They have been an incredible dynasty Four titles in eight years. Steph Curry finally gets his NBA Finals MVP. His accolades, four rings in 13 years. He is on a faster pace than LeBron. And this core group, because remember, 2020 was a disaster. They went 15-50. and They had the worst record of the NBA. I thought they were going to blow it up. I thought the dynasty was over. It was not over. They stayed the course. Klay Thompson got healthy. Remember, he was injured for two whole seasons, and Klay Thompson playing in his sixth straight finals. That has been the difference, and also getting James Wiseman in the second with the second overall pick in 2020 hasn't really panned out as he has been injured this season. Their core of their young players, Jonathan Kuminga and Moses Moody, haven't really played this year. So the future is bright for Golden State. I still think that they are one of the favorites to win the championship next season as they are the odds-on favorite, followed by the Brooklyn Nets. But yes, the Golden State Warriors did have a lot of breaks. Think about it. They didn't have to play the Phoenix Suns this year. They didn't have to play Giannis. If Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt, do the Warriors face the Bucks in the NBA Finals? And does the champions take down the Warriors? The Boston Celtics, look, they, they lost 103-90. to I really wanted this series to go to a Game 7. But the Boston Celtics are a young team. They'll be back. But I don't think that Jason Tatum is quite ready to carry his team to the win. He's not a great player yet. He's, 
He's not a superstar on the level of a LeBron, Kevin Durant, or Giannis, or Steph Curry. But he will get there. I think Jason Tatum has all the tools to get there one day. The Boston Celtics just are a young team, but they'll be back. I think the Celtics are going to compete in the Eastern Conference for years to come with the Brooklyn Nets if Brooklyn decides to keep everybody. It's kind of hard to believe that Brooklyn has the second best odds to win the NBA title. What if KD and Kyrie doesn't come back? They're kind of relying on Ben Simmons to have a healthy season and make an impact next season for the Brooklyn Nets. It was a very exciting NBA Finals. I actually thought that it was going to go seven games, but the Warriors do what they do best. They close out games. They knew in 2016 they blew a 3-1 series lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Cleveland was able to come back and win game seven on their home court in Sanford, in Oakland, in Oakland. And I thought that was very important that the Warriors were able to close it out in Boston. Boston did get off to that hot start, going up 12-2. But the Warriors went on a run of their own, and they were able to close out that game. So congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. There will be a parade in San Francisco. That sounds kind of odd. A parade in San Francisco Monday, because now they play their games over at the Chase Center. And I just cannot believe the turnaround that the Warriors had being the worst team in the league in 2020 to NBA champions. Kind of reminds me of the 1997 San Antonio Spurs. You remember that disaster of a year when David Robinson gets injured, Sean Elliott gets injured, Avery Johnson gets injured. Well, just the luck of the draw, they win the lottery, and they just happen to draft Tim Duncan. And the rest is history. Five NBA titles, and Tim Duncan, one of the best players of all time. Speaking of which, with Steph Curry getting his fourth ring, does that elevate him as a top 10 player of all time? I know that it's a different league. I know that it's a different era. And I know they were a lot more physical back then. Would Steph be able to handle the physicality of some of these teams? Like if he was playing in the era of the Bad Boy Pistons? I'm not 100% sure. Because I really think if Stephon Marbury was playing today with the NBA rules they have, the no hand-checking rules, that Marbury would have just went off. But I'm happy that the Golden State Warriors have won the NBA title, and I wish them best of luck next season. Now that basketball is over, now that the NBA is over, we can focus on the NHL. Stanley Cup Finals, Game 2, the Colorado Avalanche taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Colorado was able to get an overtime victory 4-3, to despite Tampa Bay coming back from a 3-1 deficit to tie it up. That was just an exciting finish for Game 1. And I'm looking forward to watching Game 2. All right, so it's official. Atlanta has been chosen to host World Cup games in 2026. This is big for the city. This is going to be the biggest sporting event in the city of Atlanta since the Olympics. You got to understand, World Cup games are bigger than the Super Bowl. When I was a kid... Stanford Stadium hosted World Cup games back in 1994, and I remember there was a game when Brazil played. Anytime Brazil played, you would always see that yellow and blue everywhere, painted faces. They were in my area, and they were, hotels were booked. They were doing all their shopping. They stay around. I guarantee you that there's going to be hotels that are going to be booked in Columbus for the World Cup games. But what I don't like is that they're thinking about expanding the countries to 48 teams. That's just going to water down this tournament, and I'm not a fan of it. I know that that's more World Cup games. 
that's more revenue, that's more money. But the World Cup is exclusive. It's great when you finally make it. And it's just the agony when you're a country that's supposed to make it and you don't, like Italy the last couple of years and the United States in 2018. But this is going to be a special World Cup in 2026 because we'll have three host countries, Canada, Mexico, and the United States, all three from CONCACAF, will qualify for the World Cup automatically. So we know the United States is going to be in the next two World Cups. I can't wait for the World Cup later in the fall. Even though it is competing with football season, still going to watch the games. United States have a pretty tough draw, England, Iran, and Wales. But I don't necessarily think that that is the toughest group. All right, so it's official. Former Glenwood five-star cornerback who now is going to play For the Red Devils of Central, can't wait to see him in a Red Devil uniform. He has committed to the University of Georgia. He is the highest recruit in the state of Alabama. And he's got some company. Four-star wide receiver Carmelo English also plays for Central. Oh, I cannot wait for the high school football show. I think Central is going to be great this year. Because head coach Patrick Nix has decided to stay. He did not follow his son to Oregon, Bo Nix. Of course, Caleb Nix is a walk-on at Clemson this season. And that is going to be a big deal because coaching matters in high school football. As I talk to DJ Jones next week, he has close ties to Carver. We're going to talk a little bit about like the impact of what Carver did last year, making it all the way to the state title, but losing to Benedictine. But Elijah Pritchett, the talented offensive tackle, is going to be playing at Alabama in the fall. And I just cannot wait for high school football. I know that the reclassifications, you're not going to see Carver and Shaw anymore, especially this season. But you're still going to see the rivalries like Shaw and Northside. Carver's still going to play the two-time state champions, Lee County, to start the season. But those dream matchups of Carver and Central, I would love to see that eventually. Got the U.S. Open going on right now. All right, College World Series tonight, Oklahoma taking on Texas A&M. You got Notre Dame taking on Texas. On Saturday, you got Arkansas and Stanford. And then the nightcap will be Ole Miss and Auburn. Over on that side of the bracket, Stanford was the second best team overall. I think Stanford wins this whole thing. Stanford won the College World Series way back when. And uh, Stanford has been uh, great at the other sports, like women's basketball, and college baseball. You like movies? Because until June the 24th, John Travolta and Kristen Davis are going to be around the city of Columbus to film the movie Cash Out. And that is going to be great for the economy. It's going to drive a lot of business. Without further ado, it's time to bring Rob Frazier on the show. So we'll be back with Rob. You don't want to miss it. Back in a few. Welcome back to the show, and on the show today, I've got Rob Frazier, my former colleague at Free Hartman University, play-by-play announcer. Rob, before we get started, I just want to say I actually enjoyed the Lady Lions. Uh, they made it to Columbus, and they uh, were in the NAIA World Series. Unfortunately, they lost to Science and Arts, but I, I thought it was just great. It was a great accomplishment for them to make it to the NAIA World Series. Yeah, and I'm glad that you got that uh, that press pass to go and, and visit with the team. I'm glad that you got to do that right there in your local area at the great sports complex there and, and got to enjoy that with them most recently. 
uh, as we see, uh, you know, the college sports season kind of coming to a close. Uh, most notably, though, we got the College World Series in Omaha, one of my favorite sporting events of the year. Uh, it's just a great event over there, the old double elimination tournament that starts this weekend. It's my favorite event, too. You know, we got a local team here in the Chattahoochee Valley, Auburn, taking on Old Miss tomorrow. Rob, I was shocked that Tennessee didn't make it. They look like they were the number one team all year. They look like one of the greatest college baseball teams ever assembled, and they miss out. They were stunned by Notre Dame. Yeah, they were. And uh, sometimes, you know, that uh, overconfidence, they were accused of being a little bit of overconfident, rightly so, with the way their season went. Yeah, Notre Dame, credit to them. They came into their house, got that first game. And that's always important in a, in a three-game best-of-three series. It went to the third game, and Notre Dame pulled it out. So credit to them. They'll be coming in as the upset favorite in this uh, eight-team tournament. Out of the eight teams, you have Stanford, which was the number two overall rated team in the country. I think Stanford has a shot to win it all. They play Arkansas to start things off. The winner of that game will take on either Auburn and Ole Miss. I think it's going to be Stanford and Auburn in the winner's bracket over on the games today. So you got Oklahoma and Texas A&M playing today, and then you have Texas and Notre Dame. How about this, Rob? Out of the eight teams left in the College World Series, six of them are current SEC teams or future SEC teams with Oklahoma and Texas. That's right. You know, and we talked about SEC supremely, to me, supremely exceptional conference, if you take the, the letters there. You know, and in baseball, it is what it is. Uh, however, in the College World Series, a lot of times the team that you think is going to win doesn't necessarily get the job done. So let's have a little fun there talking about Stanford coming out of the West Coast, you know, bringing that West Coast flair into the tournament. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, if they win their first game, they'll be set up uh, pretty nicely. Obviously, with uh, that amount of teams in there coming from the southern region, they're going to kind of knock each other off. So I think Auburn and Ole Miss will be a really good first-round game because Ole Miss, to start this season in college baseball, were top five in the country. So they've kind of made a comeback as well. So that – that, to me, will be one of my favorite opening round games. And then it kind of plays out from there. But uh, here's my guess. It'll be a team that you don't think uh, will win it, that'll win it. Absolutely. I, I love the College World Series. I cannot wait. You know, Rob, we had a big game last night in the NBA Finals. And you know I'm a Golden State Warriors fan. I am just excited this morning. I started my show really on a love fest for the Golden State Warriors. I know you really don't have a dog in the fight, but what is your thoughts about the NBA Finals and how it ended? Well, it, again, is an appreciation for that team and how they, how they do things. Uh, all together now, uh, of course, it was really good to see uh, Steph Curry get that Finals MVP to kind of cap off his you know, career resume. Obviously, he's a good dude, you know, great athlete best shooter of all time. And, and even in that game, just some of the step back shots that he made, some of the, sh you know, just still making those, those crazy shots, uh, playing with that flair. Um, it, it, it was, it was a really good finals 
uh, victory for them. In fact, Steve Kerr was quoted as probably the most improbable championship that we've won uh, with this group of guys. A good mix of the veterans and the young talent. So just nothing but respect for them. Most notably, in the post-game comments, Clay Thompson talking about his comeback. And he was motivated, apparently, by some comments that Jaron Jackson Jr. made uh, after beating them a couple times in the regular season. Of course, they put the Grizzlies out earlier uh, because they have this saying, you know, all together now, right? So he was very much like, you know, how you like us now, right? So congratulations to them. Their fourth championship uh, in the last, you know, eight years. Put them right up there, right, with the greatest the greatest teams of all time in the terms in terms of the run that they've had. Well, right behind the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics, who still both have 18 titles. But if you look at what the Warriors have done when they were the Philadelphia Warriors, they won a title in 1975. They are now third when it comes to all-time championship teams. And I'm talking about you know, the Philadelphia Warriors and the San Francisco Warriors back when they had Will Chamberlain. You know, those teams that we're counting those championships as well, but an odd parade Monday, it's going to be in San Francisco. It, that is really hard to grasp because as a kid, I always saw the golden state warriors as an Oakland team. They play their games at the chase center in San Francisco now. So now as a kid, I grew up rooting for all the San Francisco teams, you know, the 49ers and the giants and, now the Warriors feel like, okay, this is a San Francisco team and they're going to have a parade in San Francisco. It, it just feels weird. Yeah, it does. But, you know, good for them. You know, things change. Teams change. You know, cities change. In fact, uh, supposedly, there is the possibility, the players are talking about it, that the NBA is looking into adding two more cha- teams Uh, most notably in Las Vegas and possibly going back to Seattle. That would be good for the city of Seattle. I never understood why the Sonics left for Oklahoma City. That team in Vegas, there's talks that LeBron, who's now a billionaire, by the way, he wants to own an NBA team when he retires, although he could probably own an NBA team when he's still playing. He'd be a modern-day Jackie Moon. (laughs) (laughs) yes he would and he probably will if anybody will he would and good for him so yeah the uh the beat goes on and then next week uh coming up next thursday always a fun event the nba draft your boy there jabari uh gonna be in the top uh top probably top pick in the nba draft so i've been listening to that getting excited about that always enjoy uh seeing where guys get drafted uh, and and who's going to get what? The trades are always interesting. Just you know, another fun sporting event to 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 uh, take in uh, in the middle of a slow summer, right? Yeah, it is a slow summer, and that's why I've actually cut back my show to three days a week in the summer months. But you know, we rev up for, when we rev up for football. We'll have training camp in July, and we can start talking about the NFL, college, and high school football. But you're right. It is slow the summer months, but we do have the NBA draft next week. I'm going to talk about it on my show, as I do feel that Jabari Smith Jr. will be the projected overall number one pick that will go to the Orlando Magic. I think that Paolo Bonchero is going to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder, which leaves Chet Holmgren going to the Houston Rockets, which means I think the Sacramento Kings are going to get the best shooter in the draft, Caden Ivey, out of Purdue. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds good. I, I can go with that because you know in the in the top five uh, they seem to seem to draft uh, based on you know what they need. Um, it, at Holmgren's that'll be interesting. The Rockets are have got a lot of good young talent there, so that'd be a good fit for him. The other guys seems like a good fit for their team needs. And I will count on you, Richard, to break down the the late second round where they start drafting guys you never even heard of. So I'll count on you for the coverage of that, okay? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So you're trying to – guessing that I I know who the sleepers are. I could never tell who's going to be a sleeper in this league. All I know is San Antonio drafts well. Whoever they get with that lottery pick – I know when I had Gabe on the show – while back when we were discussing the NBA draft, he knows all about the Memphis Tigers. And there's a talented center named Jalen Durden that San Antonio is projected to draft in the latest mock NBA draft. Guarantee you he's going to be a star. San, that's what San Antonio does. They find gyms and they make them into superstars. If Jalen Durden goes to the San Antonio Spurs under Greg Popovich's system, he is going to be a superstar. Mark my words, Rob. I'm calling it. Hey, that'd be great. I love that kid. He had such a great attitude, uh, and he's a good player. So, yeah, thanks for mentioning him, uh, for, you know, as a, as a Memphis Tigers player. But, yeah, uh, it'll be fun. It's it's a fun fun event. Uh, they get they get it all done in, in one evening, so, you know, it's a late night, but uh, it's a fun event, you know, to, to uh, sit down and partake in and, and try to guess and see the trades and and uh, also the Lakers will be interesting too, right? Who they who they pick up and what they try to do to rebuild their team with uh, with their new coach. We know LeBron's only committing to one more year, so uh, it'll be very interesting. Always interesting to see what they do. They don't have a first-round pick, so <laughs> whoever they get, it's probably going to be in free agency. I'm not sure if they're going to blow that team up. You know, Rob, before we actually started this show, we had a little pregame notes. You were talking about how – In the summer months where we have the minor league teams playing, of course, the Columbus Lions play tonight. My family is also going to a Woodback Collegiate Summer League team called the Columbus Chattahoots. They're playing on Saturday. You being in West Virginia, I know that there are some minor league teams that they have over in your neck of the woods. But, like, what are you looking forward to about just the summer months? I'm sure it's hot up there in West Virginia, just like it is here in Georgia. But what are you looking forward to most about the summer months and, and supporting these minor league teams? Absolutely. We talked about that in our, our previous episode we did together at the start of the summer. I think it's important that if you if you have that option in your local area that you do that, uh, a lot of people don't understand that that they really do rely on that, the, the uh, general public to come in and support their product. Um, a, a lot of times there's a lot of turnover in their staff and their players, but if you have any sort of minor league sports team in your area, it's usually very affordable for the family to go do that. And uh, we encourage that very much. And this is a good opportunity for me, not you, to mention that you have uh, been locally invested as well in your minor league teams, uh, both with the uh, arena football team uh, and, and that you're covering right now, as well as the minor league soccer team. And the beat goes on. You got minor league hockey there in your area, as well as baseball. And so it's, it's pretty similar here. Uh, we have a minor league hockey team not too far from here, of course, minor league baseball. And then, you know, just going out to the park with your kids, if your kids are involved in some sort of, 
you know, local sports league. My goal in the month of July is, you know, my son's not currently on a team, but if his friends are, you know, hey, I'll go to their game and support them. You know, it's just a good good thing to do in the summertime, along with everything else that you do. Well, I'm glad you mentioned about minor league sports because on the podcast next week, I'm going to have the co-owner of the Georgia Vipers, Angela Daniels Culliver, as we are going to talk up the Georgia Vipers and Lady Venom. There are two teams. I didn't even know about this until the local TV station did a story and they were dubbing these two teams as the fifth professional team in Columbus. They play in the Professional Basketball Association. They don't quite play at the Columbus Civic Center yet, but they are growing. They're playing in a private gymnasium. And I'm excited to have her on the show because we are going to talk up this league. I'm all about supporting these up-and-coming minor league teams that are ready to get their start. And they're popular. I mean, their games are on YouTube. The Georgia Vipers, they do have a broadcast team. They do have a game day operations. And it is starting to get popular. You have teams like the Chattanooga Spades. You have the Music City Magic. They're out of Nashville. You have the Dothan Snipers. Dothan is a, a medium-sized city in the state of Alabama. So I think it's going to take off, and I cannot wait to have her on the show to talk up this league. That's great, and I'm glad you can use your platform to support them and get involved with their team. And uh, and if they're smart, they'll they'll offer you a position as like their general manager or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know too much about uh, basketball. You know that you know we do have a lot of talent here in the Fountain City, but yeah, I'll leave that to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they if they need a guy to help broadcast their games or even promote their team, you know, we're all about that. And uh, I'm just so thankful, Richard, that you're in a, a market there that you can get involved with and uh, and help them out whenever you can. I enjoyed uh, your uh, studio show with the head coach of your arena team. You, that that league right there is a is a lot of fun, and and the teams are competitive. And I heard him say that, that that their league even supports their travel and their practices and everything like that. That's wonderful because, you know, these guys are real athletes, uh, you know, giving it their all, entertaining uh, their local audience there. So so that's that's great. And I'm glad you're enjoying it and uh, and that the broadcast uh, can be seen all over the country. Even me in West Virginia, I can watch, you know, your local sports teams there, uh, you know, however they broadcast them. So that's great with modern technology, right? Absolutely. I, I really do appreciate you supporting my broadcasting career. And I know that my broadcasting career, my broadcasting career got started back at Freed Hardman University when you were the play-by-play guy for Freed Hardman Sports. I enjoyed calling games with you. I enjoyed just your talent as the play-by-play announcer. And really a big shout out to not just you, but Clint Ritchie, Christina Lance, Amanda Deezing Simmons, who she's now Simmons now, who lives in Columbus. You have uh, Chris Vernon was on the broadcast before I got there. Uh, Richard Cross, who broadcasts on the Ole Miss network. Uh, Gabe Reynolds did some games. Uh, you had Eric Taylor calling soccer games. You know, Garrett Monk and Jeff Denham on the baseball broadcast. And I, I think it was just a very special talent of future broadcasters that we had there at Freed Harmon. You know, Rob, I was very surprised that you weren't a broadcasting major, that you just love to do it, but you were actually a Bible major at Freed Harmon. Is that correct? 
That is correct. Yeah, I graduated with a, uh, a ministry degree and, you know, ministry studies, and, and I, I'm still doing that in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, here in my local area, I've been able to do to do some broadcasting because I'm friends with the guy who owns our three local radio stations here. So it's an opportunity to do it, maybe not full time, but whenever we can uh, for the love of it. And uh, and we're thankful for every t- opportunity that we get. And uh, it's supposed to be fun. Right, Richard? Absolutely. I got to ask you, because when you took a break from Freed Harmon and you went to Cascade College, Cascade College is near and dear to my heart because that's where I was going to go to school. You know, as you know, I'm from California. Cascade College, it was a small Christian school in Portland, Oregon. Were you ever on the broadcasting team for the Thunderbirds? Yes, yes, I was. Uh, They had to do it over the Internet back then. But, yeah, I was able to get involved with their basketball team and kind of do everything I could for them. They had a soccer program, a volleyball program. They did they did the best they could. They competed competed in Division Two of NA, NAIA back in those days. But yeah, I mean it's uh, it's crazy. And then it, and since then, you know, some some schools have had to close, and then new ones have opened. Um, it's a constantly changing landscape when it comes to uh, collegiate sports, and uh, it's a lot of fun to to find the the local team in your area and to kind of kind of support them and to and to catch on with them as well. And certainly I've tried to do that here where, where I live now. So, so yeah, so, uh, summer, summertime, and we still got uh, major league baseball going on through the summer. Obviously, uh, I, I told you in our show notes that to me, the biggest surprises are, the, are right now are the, the Mets with, uh, old show Walter coaching them. I mean, good for them. And, uh, and of course the Padres in, in your West coast division out there leading currently, the, the Dodgers and the Giants. I don't think they'll be able to sustain that, but it does make for an interesting race. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned baseball because the Atlanta Braves are taking a 14-game winning streak to take on the Chicago Cubs for three games. And then next week, it is going to be torn house divided because my wife's a big Braves fan. I'm a big Giants fan. A four-game series at Truett's Park between the San Francisco Giants and the Atlanta Braves. Sell out, sell out city on that man. That will be must see baseball right there. That, but uh, that'll be some some big time pitching in there. So you may see some like two to nothing games or two to one or one to nothing. And 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 I in previous broadcasts you've said you don't necessarily mind that. I don't mind that for one game, but I wouldn't want to see that over the course of three or four. So you know, yeah, that's that's great. Thank you for mentioning that, and I'll be sure to mark that on my calendar to watch those games. And I cannot wait what type of standing ovation Jock Peterson's going to get when he makes his return to Truett's Park. He should. He should. And, and, and educated fans should understand that, you know, it is a business. He's a fun guy and a, and a classy guy, a lot of flair. So I hope that'll be the case. That uh, And I think so. The Braves fans know what he did and uh, should appreciate it and, and give him that standing ovation. Same thing, by the way, for the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are, are leading their division with their, you know, they got a new manager and they brought uh, Albert Pujols back, you know, and there's a lot of Cardinals fans all over the place. So, you know, good for them leading their division as well. It, like I said, it makes for some interesting baseball to, to get us through the summer leading into the All-Star break. All right, Rob, before you go, I know that I'm not going to talk to you for a while because next week you're going to be doing summer camp. What? 
Yeah, man, summer camp out in the middle of nowhere with my son bonding together and uh, you know, getting closer to God out out in God's creation. So yeah, I'll be I'll be out there for a week. Probably won't have cell service, you know, you know the good stuff, brother. <laughs> you know, my daughter when she uh she's going to be doing summer camp all week next year because she will be at that appropriate age where the kids can actually be in summer camp for an entire week. As always, I really appreciate you being a guest on the show. Have fun at camp next week, and uh, I will, I'll talk to you back on the show whenever you get time. All right, and, and uh, I, I want to mention this to you. You and I got to work on our golf game uh, in, in all of our spare time, right, uh, in, in case you and I ever get to play a round of golf together. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm trying. You know, you have the golf tournaments coming up, and, you know, of course, the one locally here in Columbus and – you know, with LIV and you got the PGA and, you know, it's just it's it's a different landscape, especially with these golfers going over to LIV. Absolutely. And the U.S. Open going on uh, this weekend, uh, still some of the big names in that. But uh, I don't think we'll ever have to worry about that at our age. But but maybe we'll be uh, we'll be good enough to enjoy a round or two together when we get that opportunity. Hey, I'm all about reliving my glory days. There's a kickball league here in Columbus that start in mid-July. It's just a great way for adults to relive their glory days because I think anybody can play kickball. It's just going to be so fun and exciting. Of course, it's $70 to actually participate. Uh, I won't be able to do that, but I'll definitely promote it because I think it's a great idea. It is a great idea, and you got to do your stretching before something like that as you get older. You wouldn't want to tear a hamstring or, or uh, break something, right? <laughs> exactly. You are absolutely right. Thank you so much, Rob, for being a guest on the show. And thank you to all the listeners out. I hope that everybody has a great weekend. Man, it's uh, it's good to be with you. And thanks for having me on again. And uh, everybody enjoy your summer uh, and try to be with your family and just uh, just enjoy every day for what it is. You know, absolutely. that's what yes. that's my that's my closing thoughts for the audience. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Rob, once again. Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you Monday. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved.